This is More Knowledge, More Wealth with your host, Gabriel Shaheen. Gabriel is a certified financial planner and a registered investment advisor at Falcon Wealth Planning. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the services or securities discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. Now here's your host, Gabriel Shaheen. Good day, this is Gabriel Shaheen, Certified Financial Planner, and your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth here on every weekend, talking about all important topics of personal finance. My goal is to give you the knowledge you need to increase your wealth. Now, to the listener, you can always reach out to myself or any one of my colleagues here at Falcon Wealth Planning. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird, or visit our website at falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short, where you can get this episode or any one of our previous episodes and even a video cast option of this episode. And feel free to visit the Knowledge Center where you can get a whole bunch of helpful, uh, helpful hints Excuse me, and looking at our YouTube videos that has so many strategies available to you. We've already had a million views in less than a year. Now, folks, I'm the president of Falcon Wealth Planning. We are a fee-only, non-commissioned, true fiduciary, folks. And our goal is to talk about all important topics of personal finance. That goes over where you are today, how retirement looks like, taxes, investments, insurance, state planning, folks, you name it, anything that involves a dollar sign, we love to help. And we help people nationwide, folks. we got offices all over. We'd love to give you one to two hours, one to two meetings of our time, folks, at no cost. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird, where we can help talk about anything that involves a dollar sign, folks. Today, I want to talk about just some news that is stirring around, and that is about Bitcoin, the Bitcoin ETF. You know, BlackRock recently put in a, trans uh, a request to the SEC for a Bitcoin ETF. Now, they're the biggest company, uh, asset management company out there, folks. I mean, it's a really big deal. When they talk, people listen. And so for them to put in a request, that is maybe a telling sign. And there's been dozens of now applications to follow uh, BlackRock because of a Bitcoin ETF. Now, let's take a big step back. There was a whole bunch of drama with Bitcoin and so on, uh, and uh, cryptocurrency, we'll call it. Uh, some people like to call it digital assets. And that is of, is it a security or not? So like, is it a stock or is it currency? Now, our SEC had says Bitcoin and Ethereum and some others are currencies. And I've made comments in this previous show that says, well, then why not approve it if it's a currency, right? If it's not a security. I mean, you have a, they approved a securities future or excuse me, a, well, a futures ETF to ETF, but not in uh, to Bitcoin, but not a Bitcoin ETF. That makes no sense. So how does it make sense to approve the futures Bitcoin, but not a Bitcoin ETF? So listen, and I'm not here saying Bitcoin is a good investment. I'm not here to say it's a safe investment. I'm not here saying you should do it. All I'm saying is, yes, it has gone a little bit more mainstream, but there is still extreme warnings about this technology and about this, quote unquote, currency, this digital currency, especially when there is still not enough regulation and mandating and even know who formed this thing. And yes, it's buyers and sellers that come together. And yes, the government has had put their hands on it already and clawed back money, like the $5 million of uh, what happened a couple years ago 
when they uh, clawed back $5 million of a ransomware that was paid in Bitcoin to Russian hackers, this was an oil pipeline, when they were hacking that, uh, they were, a U.S. government was able to call that back. That's a big deal. That doesn't normally happen. You get what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is now it's about to go more mainstream. Yet again, just because it's going to go mainstream and there could be potentially billions of dollars that's going into this, and historically speaking, when billions of dollars go into something, the price goes up. That is logic. Now, in the exact concept of logic where you have a company that outperforms earnings by billions of dollars and still drops 5 to 10%, how is that logical? You get what I'm saying? So just because all this is happening, you're going to be hearing a lot more noise about Bitcoin and validity. Just be weary that it may not increase at the level that people think it's going to increase because of billions and dollars of going into it. Because here's the thing. Maybe, well, I'm not the only person that knows about this. Maybe the price today of Bitcoin is based on the future expectations of an ETF getting approved and billions of dollars getting into it. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> now you've got to start thinking outside of the box. Once you understand that concept, where we already know that eventually, most likely, an ETF is going to get approved. And then we know at that point, billions of dollars will go into the Bitcoin space. Well, if we already know that, wouldn't the price of Bitcoin today already reflect that? I think we already know the answer. The answer is yes. So don't think that just because of these Bitcoin ETFs are going to come out in the market, don't just assume it's going to go up. And let me tell you this. Let's just say these come out and they're anticipating $50 billion to go in in the first month. I'm just making up numbers, by the way. And only $40 billion go in. Uh-oh. Well, does that mean it drops 20% because it was 20% less? Is it now a direct indicator since it is an ETF, an index that tracks Bitcoin? Or is that one segment of who holds it? I recently read that 70% of all Bitcoin out there is only held by 0.2% of the users of Bitcoin. So this is where you really start to have to question and think. So yes, maybe our government is recognizing it as a valid currency, but still, who controls the money manipulation of it? Like for example, and I've said this before, when it drops 75%, the price of anything is based on supply and demand. Are there truly, does the ledger truly say that 75% of the users dumped it? That doesn't make any sense especially if 70% of all Bitcoin is owned by 0.2% of people that use it. Are they the ones dumping it? Is it truly money manipulation? This is the issue the SEC is going to have to figure out. This is what you have to figure out. This thing can go to zero. I'm, I'm not saying it's either that or to the moon. You ever see those rocket emojis? I'm not saying it's one or the other. Hell, it could stay flat and just move with currency in general. By the way, folks, if you're just joining me, you're listening to Gabriel Shaheen, Certified Financial Planner, and your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth here on every weekend, talking about all important topics of personal finance. If this sounds like something that's intriguing to you, if this sounds like something where you have exposure, if you're looking to invest, if you want a second opinion, if you think long-term, what is the best investment philosophy, which personally and professionally, I don't think 
It is. I would rather go into a globally diversified portfolio. And by the way, these companies, these public companies, are already having exposure in there. And if you wanted to go in this gold rush of Bitcoin, who made money at the latter end of the gold rush? Not the people looking for gold, but the Levi's that were selling the jeans for people that needed jeans to mine for gold, of the material and the equipment needed to mine for gold. Well, that's what people are doing now is mining for Bitcoin. And the cost of every four years, the price of Bitcoin readjusts, the, the cost is going to be much higher to mine. Does that mean it's going to slow down? Well, the logic that the Bitcoiners will say is, well, that's why they have to raise the price of Bitcoin to make it more enticing for the miners. Folks, this is a Pandora box if you want to get into it. I'm just saying be careful. On one hand, I like the fact that now you're having these master, massive companies like BlackRock now involved where they are getting their hands in the Bitcoin market so you don't have to go through third parties and frauds that are out there like the FTX, like Binance, and a few of these companies where they are not doing their job of protecting you. And this is where the SEC gets mad, and this is where they're going after Coinbase and Gemini and a few of these other places that are doing Bitcoin because some of these Bitcoins, excuse me, some of these cryptocurrencies are deemed to be a security not currency, which means they have to be registered. A lot of these are pump and dump schemes, like, oh, by the way, the OTC over-the-counter market for penny stock, which famous movies like Boiler Room and Wolf of Wall Street was based on, where people were making millions and millions and millions of dollars by selling crap to poor investors. The regulation was designed to protect you. My whole point is, isn't what I'm saying hurting your head? It's hurting my head just to have to explain it to you. It's annoying. It actually puts a bad rep for everybody else out there in the industry. Why does your investments have to be either go to zero or go to the moon at a thousand percent rate of return? Like, are you kidding me? That's a thousand dollar investment being into a million dollars. Like, that's hitting the lottery. Why does your investments have to be a binary approach where I can lose all my money or, oh, I'm going to make a million bucks? That, you know what that's called? A lottery ticket. Why waste your time with the securities market and having fraud take advantage of you? Just play the damn lottery. <laughs> How about, here's a thought, uh, you look at something that is heavily regulated, investing in tangible items like corporations we all use, like the Googles, the Microsoft, the Apples, the Walmarts, the McDonald's, the Johnson & Johnson, just things we use every day. Those are by no means recommendations you should be investing in those. But just the logic, right? I'm trying to say invest in stock, which is goal, is to grow at over a 10% rate, plus kicking out dividends for some of these companies. Their goal, and some of them is goals to grow at 20, 30, 40 plus percent. How about you invest in those companies? That, oh, by the way, it's liquid and regulated and secure. If your money is held at a E-Trade <laughs> and E-Trade goes out of business, doesn't mean your money is gone. Why is that? Well, because the stock is still there. It's still registered in your name. Who cares if E-Trade goes out of business? You are fine and protected. So why do you need to try to go for a 1,000% return or lose 100% of your money, which now I'm deeming as, by the way, gambling? Or you could just invest in normal companies. And if you can't choose individual stock, which nobody, quite frankly, can on a consistent basis, go with the indices. Since 1926, the stock market has outperformed over 10% a year on an annualized basis. That's doubling your money over seven years. 
Now, the art of compound interest, you could be 50 years old. You have a quarter million dollars. By 70 years old, you have a million dollars assuming, and that's at a 7% rate of return, by the way, 7% rate of return. You have a million dollars after 20 years, assuming you haven't contributed one penny to it. Like, why do you need, I'm trying to understand, why do you need to try to strike gold? It makes no sense to me. And here, just looking at the basic concepts, is people don't know, the reason is people don't know what they should be doing. People don't know how they should be investing their money, the rate of return that they need. They just don't know. So that's why I'm trying to say that you should be developing a plan, understanding your specific situation. Maybe it makes sense because you have so much money to do a small allocation to some of this stuff. And should you be going into Bitcoin or having an index that has a multiple magnitude of digital assets or cryptocurrency? Point is, is these are why you should be talking to a professional who doesn't get paid when you're buying Bitcoin, right? Don't talk to your insurance agent about insurance when you, they only get paid if you buy their insurance recommendations. You get what I'm saying? So you should be able to have this conversation and feel comfortable with it, folks. If you need help, give us a call. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. We can help put an assessment for you to answer these questions that you may have, whether it's about digital assets, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin ETF, or just how about you stick to your goal? And if you're already going to pass your goal and you just want to see about gambling, then we could talk to you about that. We can we can plan a trip together to Vegas. How's that? We can say this. Hey, you have $100,000. How about this? We spend $10,000 to go eat like kings, stay at a really nice villa, maybe buy our spouses something because they let us go to Vegas for the weekend, first class flights over there. And take the 90000 left over, assuming you wanted to invest 100000 and put it on either black or red. By doing that, you have an infinite times better chance than doing that than trying to time the markets or choose individual stock. And guess what? If you lose, at least you have a fantastic trip out of it. <laughs> fantastic stories. Spending ten grand a weekend. <laughs> Folks, we're going to go to quick break. And we're going to talk about more about just making sure you are properly invested and not following fads that are out there. We'll be right back after a few words. This is Gabriel Shaheen, Certified Financial Planner, your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth. That's on every weekend. We're going over all important topics of personal finance. We're going over retirement planning, making sure you're prepared for retirement, social security and strategies, real estate, taxes, avoiding them now and in the future, investments, reducing fees, commissions, and so on, insurance and estate planning. Folks, we are offering a free financial assessment that you could take advantage of. We have offices all across Southern California, including the Inland Empire. Give us a call to take Take advantage. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. Or visit our website, falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short. Enjoy the show. We look forward to serving you. Welcome back, folks. This is Gabriel Shane, Certified Financial Planner and your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth here on every weekend talking about all important topics of personal finance. And that first segment was a little bit longer than normal, but we discussed just in general what's going on with the Bitcoin ETF and this fad that's coming out there. And we're, I personally think it's going to come out. But the idea to think that it's going to go to the moon is something you have to re 
analyze because we're not the only people that know this ETF, uh, Bitcoin ETF is going to come out. And there's still other cryptocurrencies out there. And the SEC is still saying that some of these cryptocurrency is a security and not currency. And they're right now, the SEC has deemed that Bitcoin and Ethereum and a few others is actually a currency, which is good for the markets. Because if you think about it, the currency market is way bigger than the securities market. <laughs> so you have to really factor what makes sense. And when you factor in what makes sense for you and your situation, you really have to factor is the risk and reward piece to this. And I made a joke last segment talking about going to Vegas and investing. Right? That's a joke. Please don't call me for a Vegas trip to go and put $100,000 on the roulette table. Right? That was a joke. And my wife would be infuriated. So no, Sophia, that is not a solicitation. That was a complete joke to discuss the stupidity behind trying to either think they're going to strike it rich or lose all their money. You should be looking at a consistent return. Take a look at how much you have today. And I said, if you had a quarter million dollars today and you're 50, at 70 years old, at a 7% rate of return, you'll have roughly a million dollars. At 10%, you'll have almost $1.6 million at a 10% over that period. That's what the S&P 500 does. It's no guarantee. You know that. Do you really need me to read a disclaimer? But because companies' goal is to make money, because companies, publicly traded companies, has a board that they have to abide by. And now CEOs can be sued and imprisoned by not following those rules and breaking laws. So because of that and the oversight and regulation that's required, this is why it is deemed to be the best form of investments is the U.S. stock market. Better than real estate. Better than gold, which, oh, by the way, look at our YouTube channel. There's a few thousand views of that, which count even outbeat inflation. <laughs> Some people still like gold. God bless you. Universal currency, right? America falls under. What are you going to do? You're going to go with your Bitcoin? Well, I don't know. That seems a little weird to me. Oh, you're going to have gold? You're going to chip a piece of gold of your big stack to go to McDonald's? They're going to give you back a, a coffee and a Big Mac? Uh, and what do they give you change in? Silver? Like, if, there's a reason the United States got rid of the gold standard and they traded in your gold. And that's why they came out with those $10,000 bills back then, right? Because they were, people were changing them in. And America is still the safest country, the most secure country, the most regulated country. Some of you out there are saying things are rigged and it's corrupt, whether it's from politics, elections, whatever the case is. Propaganda, we have the worst propaganda. We make fun of Asian countries for their propaganda. America's the worst. <laughs> and so, right, because the media controls our mind. Well, now it's social media that controls our mind. What's the difference between that and the newspaper controlling our minds? Like, why are we beating up on Mark Zuckerberg here? What did he do different than the newspaper 100 years ago? or the TV 50 years ago. I'm not here saying, I love you, Mark Zuckerberg. I can care less for the guy. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, this is normal. And the problem is technology is so fast, it's a lot easier to catch them in their lies. And because media is out there, and we can see what's going on and read and hear what Congress is bringing up. Because we, the people, are able to ask our congressmen to look into it. And it is working. So say what you want. But in other countries, you can't just shake down a billionaire and ask them to talk.
By the way, folks, if you're just joining me, you're listening to Gabriel Shaheen, Certified Financial Planner, your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth here on every weekend, talking about all important topics of personal finance. And the purpose of this conversation is to discuss the simple concept of just investing. All I'm trying to tell you, I just want you to be successful. Literally, that's why I entered this profession. If you go to our website, Falcon Wealth Planning, you can see the front page, the, our founder's video, my founder's video, why I founded the company. It's a passion. It's a calling. If it was about money, we would stop right now. We would cut our staff in by 75%, and we could service the clients we have right now. I can make, I can make 10 times what I currently make. But it's not about that. It's about helping people. And a firm like us should have two to $3 million minimums. But then we'd only be helping the rich get richer. <laughs> we like to help to be aspiring, become financially independent. We like to help them define what money means to them. And for that is why we continue to serve. This is why we offer this podcast, which now we convert to video cast. We have our YouTube channel. We want to be able to answer the questions you have. Be a resource for money to you. Whether you do it on your own, you need some help, or you want to delegate it out to us, that's what we can help with. And that's why we're offering a free financial assessment to help relate the show to your specific situation. Folks, give us a call. We've got offices all over. We can help nationwide. It doesn't matter where you are. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. Or visit our website at falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short. And go to our Knowledge Center, where you're able to get this episode, any one of our previous episodes as well. Sure, you can get them on podcasts, and you can get it on Spotify. But the point is, is you're able to get access to our YouTube channel, you could subscribe, get new videos out there. And these are videos of strategies that can help you. And it was designed for internal use, by the way, because we have sometimes the same conversation 20 times a year. People asking, what's a good rental property? Well, look at the video. That will tell you. What are your opinions of gold? It's not even opinions. How about we talk about the facts of gold? So many people try to talk about the opinions of gold. And you know what the funny thing about that is? The more extreme the person is, the more the media wants to put them on. <laughs> it's a <clears throat> funny how that works, by the way. So they're looking for those crazies on TV, if you think about it. I'm just here giving it, and not even an opinion, it's a professional stance. I tell you when I'm giving you an opinion. None of this is an opinion. The only opinions I had was the first segment when I was talking about if just because ETF, uh, a Bitcoin ETF were to come out, doesn't mean it's going to go to the moon. Because the price of Bitcoin already understands that people put in, professionals, institutions put in, for an ETF. So they're already anticipating inflow going into that. So my comment to you is be weary. If you invest, only invest what you're comfortable to lose. I still feel it's the extreme Wild West. When nobody understands the movement of monies going in and out, I mean, dollars aren't as volatile. Euros aren't as volatile. Yens aren't as volatile. How come Bitcoin is as volatile when it's just a currency and not a security? It doesn't make sense. So I'm saying proceed with caution. Understand that each situation is different. And when you put money to work for you, something like that can be considered a gamble. And I would, if you were to just say you want to invest, I would recommend no more than 1% of your total portfolio. What does that mean? If you're a millionaire, you have a million dollars in your portfolio, I wouldn't recommend more than $10,000. That is 1%, a 1% exposure. 
it is still too early and we still don't understand the volatility of it. It's not logical for it to drop 75% of value. That doesn't, does that mean truly 75% of the people have dumped it? And even if that's the case, isn't that enough money manipulation where you have to worry about? What do you think is going to happen when the CTF comes out? Do you think they're going to do the same thing? I mean, if I had, you got to think the market capitalization of it is what, $500 billion? And you have 70% of the people, or excuse me, 70% of all of it out there, which is which is what? I mean, you know what I'm saying? $350 billion owned by 0.2% of the Bitcoin holders? Be weary. I mean, my God, if that was me, I would dump it. You get what I'm saying? Like logic, absolutely. So be careful. And what happens when the major players start dumping it? What do you think is going to happen? Maybe they're selling for the institutions to buy. I don't know. I really don't want to find out. Folks, if you need help with this, if you have questions, give us a call. We would love to help. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. Or visit our website at falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short. Folks, that was a fast, fast show. I want to thank you for tuning in with us this weekend. Feel free to reach out to myself or any one of my colleagues here at Falcon Wealth Planning. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. We would love to put together a personal assessment to help relate this show to your specific situation. Folks, I want you to have a fantastic weekend. Have a great week, and God bless.